please go to coltonlindsay.com. Go ahead and click the button that says join the winner circle now and put in your name and email so I can share with you things we're doing to crush in our real estate sales business. My journey to 10x my financial freedom and also what we can do together to make sure we're creating massive value on the planet today and empower others to take massive action. Quick word for my sponsors. First of all, it's my real estate sales team based in Utah, the WGR sales team. You can go ahead and go to wwwthe wgr.com and make sure to check us out if you have any questions or need a buyer and seller to get some service here in Utah. Also, make sure to go to fearlessagent.com. It's the absolute most affordable and effective coaching and training platform on the planet today for real estate sales. You can go ahead and visit Mojo Selling Solutions. Okay, Mojo Selling Solutions is the CRM and dialer that I use personally in my sales business and every top producer in the country that I know today. Finally, go visit winningtheonlinegame.com where I share with you exactly how to crush it in the online game. See, right now, digital currency is changing forever. And if you're not part of this world, you're going to get left behind in the years to come. All right, guys, enjoy the podcast. It's Colton Lindsay here with another Winning Series Interviews. Today I got Mr. Ryan Stuman on. I'm super, super stoked to hear from this guy. Heard a lot of great things from from, from uh, you followers out there. So, Ryan, welcome to the interview today. How you doing, ma'am? I am awesome. Thanks for having me on, Colton. <laughs> yeah, so just real quick, if for some crazy reason people don't know who Ryan Stuman is, where how can they find out about you? Where can they learn more about you, ma'am? Uh, the easiest place to find me is hardcorecloser.com. That's the blog I run, and uh, dude, it'd probably be your favorite sales blog if you go over there. But you can find out anything you need about me there, I imagine. Okay, cool, man. So hardcorecloser.com, we'll, we'll get that out with the uh, podcast as well. So Ryan, uh, where are you from? Like, wh- wh- What are you even doing? Like, In a nutshell, like, where are you from and what are you even doing with your whole life and your career here? Well, I, li- I live in Dallas, Texas and uh, lived here all my life. I, I get out. I'm not one of those like weirdo Texans that like never leaves home from small town. We live in the big city here and, and uh, stay here because it's in the middle of the country. So we do live events and things like that. And it doesn't matter where you live in America, Dallas is the center. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to get here. <laughs> DFW is a, a great airport and stuff like that. So that's where we've decided to keep our home base. That and on top of the fact that not having any state taxes has turned out to be pretty good to us. And uh, my core business, we basically sell uh, three things. Uh, I sell digital training, uh, I sell consulting, and a live event. And uh, I've been doing this full-time since 2012. I've been doing it uh, as a passion since 2010. I've got four best-selling books. I, uh, I write hardcorecloser.com, which you'll see as your listeners go there. Uh, but I write for Huffington Post for entrepreneur for Forbes for addicted to success lighter side of real estate and uh, probably several other of your favorite publications as well and I believe that uh, like I built my whole business around the belief that the modern salesperson is different than the traditional salesperson meaning you know guys like you and I we got to sell through podcasts and blogs and social media but most of the people out there that are getting trained whether it be by a professional sales trainer or their sales manager on their job, or the real estate agent that maybe was the, the mentor that took them into the apprentice, they're getting told to do old school stuff because that's what they did. You know, if you have a boss that's 50 years old, and he's your sales manager, and he's been off the floor for 15 years, and you go work there, he's going to tell you to do what he did 15 years ago, which is make cold calls, knock doors, go to networking events. You don't have to do that these days. Matter of fact, those are the most obsolete uh, archaic, inefficient ways to get leads these days. But most people in sales, that's the first thing they get told to do. Grab the phone book, start making cold calls. And uh, it's inefficient, especially since almost 90% of phone calls go unanswered in today's day and age. Anyway, so what I do is I teach people how to use the phone in a more effective way. Uh, how to prospect on social media, which is an app on your phone. How to you know, use things like Facebook and Twitter. How to use the email. How to send text messages. How to work in DM, Snapchat, Instagram all those kind of things because I think that those are the tools the modern salesperson has to use versus just cold calls, door knocking, and the traditional stuff. Okay, cool, cool. So, so what you're saying is, is you do a lot digital training. You, you're breaking down consulting. Is that one-on-one? Is that group consulting? What does your consulting look like? Uh, well, it's, a, it's a, kind of a hybrid. So 
I have a team of people, so it's not just me that, that works for Hardcore Closer. I have about 14 people that uh, are full-time with us. And so the way that my consulting works is people pay a monthly retainer, 2500 bucks. And out of that monthly retainer, they get uh, the trainings, they get access to uh, our digital stuff, and they have basically unlimited access to me. Like they need me, they hit me up in Facebook direct message, or we can hop on a phone. And uh, that's who I was actually talking to before you and I got on this podcast, was I was on with, with one of my clients. But what I find is, it, even though it's one-to-one, I, use, I do like a group call every Monday, and we, we get everything pretty much hashed out on the, the group call, but it is definitely uh, a hybrid. Our digital training we do is uh, like $2.97 a month, and it's a membership thing that people log in. We give continuing education and everything else. Then we do a $5,000 uh, live event that we do as well. And, uh, and then, obviously, if they want to continue after the event, we do the – the retainer thing. So what I try to do is I try to train them up and get them started at the event that we do before we turn them into the uh, monthly consulting stuff. So I have a, an interesting process. It's uh, it's almost hard to do business with me, to to be honest with you, because we try to we try to make sure that we have a a hundred percent success rate. And uh, in order to do that, I man, you can't just work with everybody, right? Because everybody's yep. not a hundred percent successful, and so. Uh, we have a, a pretty strict process that we go to, so it's not like people can just show up and immediately jump in that $2,500 consulting thing because I don't, I don't know you, right? I, I, what if I don't like you? And then you're paying $2,500 a month. You don't like me. turns out I don't like you, and then we got some kind of weird agreement we're stuck in, so we have a process we move people through. Yeah, it's just like a hiring process. You have, you're hiring people to work inside of your organization, except for they pay you to work in your organization. Makes, makes sense as far as you want to do business with the right people. So how many people do you have at your live events, Ryan? Like what's, what's the normal amount that show up to these $5,000 events? Because that's not a cheap event for people. Uh, so I'm doing one my Thursday of this week. We do four a year. So it's not like we do a whole lot of them. Uh, yeah. We do only f- four a year and a reunion, and the one that's going down this Thursday has 38 people. Okay, cool. And is that a pretty normal attendance, 38, or do you get more, do you get less? Is this one of your better ones? Actually, it's actually a slower one. The, the last one before this, we had 73. So okay. this one, uh, we made some changes in December and uh, raised the prices and shit like that, and, and we've done this for three years now. We raised the price, and... Anytime the, the price gets raised, people always take one step back and see if you're really going to leave the price at that price. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they only yeah. half-ass believe that you're really going to be able to do that. Uh, so this one that we have upcoming in March will probably be back to 70 or so people. Cool, man. Awesome. So let me ask you this because you brought up, hey, the, uh, it, it's archaic to cold call. It's archaic to, to be on the phone, which, by the way, and, and I'm totally stoked to have you on here, but I agree to disagree on that. I think the phones are, are still an amazing way. But what about this guy? They get, they get the lead. They get the, the contact off of you know, the, the, the text or the, the email or, or Facebook or whatever. What's your guys' training in place to help that person have like a, a face-to-face conversation or, or to even have any conversation? Or do you guys skip that entirely and you're just all digital sales? Yeah, well, so I work with a lot of real estate agents. I have uh, several that do $50 million plus a year uh, that are clients. I've, got, I've even worked with the dudes that were uh, million-dollar listing, L.A. and New York, have all been my clients, like every one of them. Yeah. And uh, we've, we've all worked together. So, and some of those dudes do 250. I think Frederick did 700 million the year that I worked with him. I think I learned a lot more from him than he learned from me. But, um, <laughs> yeah. He makes a whole hell of a lot. A lot of my clients make more money than I do anyway. That's just part of the gig, you know. And, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> Frederick's definitely uh, somebody who's made a lot more money than I have. But the reason why I say, I, I say that is like, I don't think as a, a real estate agent that you really have to meet anybody face-to-face unless you, you're at their listing appointment or you're at uh, showing them houses. I don't, sure. I don't think that people – we tend to, as real estate agents and uh, insurance agents, you know, uh, loan officers, they, they tend to think they're a little bit more important to the equation than they are. Here's the thing. I don't believe that anybody wants a real estate agent and, and I know agents say this all the time to me. They're like, well, my, my people, they love me. They, they want to do business with me. I'm sure they do. But if they had a choice to skip your 6% and do it themselves and they were capable of it and it was easy, they would not pay you 
thirty grand to do your deal, right? That's just not how sure. it works. And they like no. you, but they—that's a lot of money in their pocket. They don't want to so, give you thirty grand just for thirty grand, for sure. Exactly. And so what I, what I do is I—I I don't think that it's about the real estate agent. I think it's about them finding the house and getting their problem solved. So. I don't think that you even have to meet them until it's absolutely crucial. I believe that you can do all of your business. Like my banking clients, the guys that are loan officers, I, don't, I tell them, it's like, man, what the hell do you go to closings for? Why are you having people yeah. come in your office? You're only costing them time. Like if you're a real yep, estate totally. agent, like I'll give, you, I'll give you an example for me. I just bought a house in July, and uh, I buy a house every two months, and uh, we, we flip them. And uh, I yeah. bought two houses in July. Uh, one of them I'd never even been to and uh, never seen, and we close on it on Friday of this week, and I'll make uh, $70,000 from it. I never saw it. The real estate agent yep. hit me up, sent me the paperwork. I sent an appraiser out there. The appraiser and the inspector said it was what, what I thought it was. We bought it, then it turned back around, had the real, same real estate agent put it on the market, and we sold it. And uh, I never had to go meet the real estate agent. I know the guy, but I never had to go meet him. I, never, I just signed papers today to mail back to him, and it was all done yeah. digitally. When I bought this house that I live in in July, uh, the whole idea behind it was I never met the real estate agent. Even though I knew the person, I never met them to talk about my needs or anything like that. We did all sure. that on the phone through email, and then the yeah. only time I showed up was when we had five houses that I had picked out and was like, we're buying a house today. <laughs> Put yep. a contract in on a house today. And I think that it, a lot of that depends on who your demographic is. I'm buying a house that's somewhere around a million dollars. And so I'm, I'm limited on time. If you're selling somebody the first time home buyer house for 120,000, mm -hmm. you might want to meet with those people, but you think about it, you do better to sell me that you don't have to meet with and I don't need as much hand holding and I'm going to buy five times the house, you know? Yeah. So, so you're not saying not have conversations with these. I mean, did you ever not, did you ever have a phone call conversation with this realtor? You never even talked to him on the phone either. You didn't have a, a conversation. No, no, no. We talk on the phone. Yeah, absolutely. So when I say the, the, the not talking to people on the phone, I just mean cold calling because here's the thing. I don't think that, like, man, it could be narcissistic or whatever, but I don't want to talk to you if you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't want to disturb sure. you in the middle of what you're doing with my will. Like, I don't want to impose my will into your life and you weren't willing to, to like, listen to me or whatever. And so that's just – that's how – because I don't want that done to me. There was a dude that just yep. came to my door 30 minutes ago selling paint. I'm like, bro, it's 2.30 on the afternoon on a Tuesday, and you're knocking doors selling paint, man. That's like – that is not every sign of a successful salesperson, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. Yep. Uh, and so I believe that you do get on the phone with people, but only at their request. You see, a lot of people, sure. they will get a uh, – you mentioned this earlier. They get a lead from the Internet, and yep. the first thing they do is they call that lead. But let's think about yep. what that lead did, right? That lead was behind a computer screen or behind a phone screen. They entered their stuff in digitally. They're expecting to be communicated with digitally, but yet most people call them. And so what I do and what I train my people to do is to reach out to them digitally first. That could be an email. It could be a text message. It could be whatever on social media, whatever, right? Reach out to them yeah. digitally. They're gonna, they're, that's like that first – that's why online dating is so popular. That first connection, there's an iron curtain in between two of you, right? They don't know if you're like the rapey salesperson yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a, <laughs> there's, a, there's a barrier, and, and then they get to know, like, and trust you, and then you can get them on the phone. It's just like if you were on Tinder, you know, you swipe right, you connect with them, you have a few chats with them, and then if everything's cool, they give you your phone number, and you get on the phone and make sure that they're not like Brenda's not Brendan, and it's just short or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not being catfish. Well, our clients are the same way. They went online because they're trying to gather information, and then the information that they're trying to get, when they get that, that will compel them to ask the right questions to the salesperson. So sure. think a person goes to, to Zillow. I know that's the big, you know, big, big uh, site in the real estate business, someone goes yeah. to Zillow, they can go to Zillow, trulyarealtor.com. They're going to get everything that they need to know about that house from that website. When someone's entering their information that they want to be contacted by a real estate agent, they're probably not saying, I'm ready to buy a house today. What they're yeah. most likely saying is, like, I have all of this information. Now I have some questions about how the process works that I'd like answered, but at the same time, I'm not ready to buy a house yet, so don't put the pressure on me. So you can reach yep. out to them via email instead of saying, hey, what can we do to go show you houses this weekend, which is what most people do. 
you say, hey, I see that you've entered some questions or that you've entered your information on Zillow. You probably have some questions. There's so many different things that can be a factor in this. You just let me know what I can do to answer your questions, just simply to reply to this email, or here's my phone number to call me. Oftentimes, people are trying to blow their phone up within two seconds. And again, that yeah. seems desperate. It's like you were just sitting around waiting for me to fill this out to call me. You have nothing better to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not you're saying don't, don't have skills to, to converse on the phone, don't have skills to present in person, but there's this whole other world of communication now that you've got to learn, right? Before, before the digital marketing came out, Facebook, social media, email, it was all patterns of, of linguistics in, in either over the phone or in person. But now you've got this whole other pattern of linguistics through email, through FaceTime, through live space, or, or you know, uh, whatever it's called, live stream. Right? So you're just saying, hey, let me, let me share you with you how the rest of the communication works as well. Is that what I understand? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, back in the day, we used to be able to go and talk to people face-to-face and on the phone. Now, then things morphed from face-to-face on the phone to uh, a cell phone, which meant yep. the phone was accessible to you at all times. Then the yep. phone morphed from being one, one thing that stored numbers and communicated with people to having all these apps on it. And then yep. we morphed again into being able to uh, video with each other, like you said, FaceTime, or you can do Google Hangouts or GoToWebinar or whatever the case may be. And each, each step of the way, that's saving the salesperson time if they use it correctly because they don't have to drive to go meet the person anymore. They can just send yep. a GoToWebinar link out. But it's yep. on the flip side, because each, each time a new modality of communication comes out, it's not because someone's sitting around going, what's the most inconvenient way that we can have people try to connect with each other? What they do is yep. they say, hey, man, there's got to be a better way, a better, faster, quicker, easier, more accessible way for people to be able to communicate with each other, and then boom, video's born, and then boom, live streaming video's born, and then boom, live streaming, double-timing, go-to webinar, real-time, zippity-doo-dah, streaming is born, right? They keep improving this stuff because that's yeah. where human nature wants to go. But so it's not like, you know, some people, they, I hear them say this all the time, maybe you hear it too, it's like, man, if you just get me in front of somebody, I'll close them. Right? Well, yeah. we are getting you in front of somebody. We're getting you in front of them in the email. We're getting in front of them in the computer screen, inside of the phone screen. You have to be able to master that on every level, you know? You know, the problem with people, and Grant Cardone talks about this all the time, is it's not that you can't close them, man. It's like people don't even know who you are because you're, you're obscure, right? You're, you're, you've got an opportunity to have 5,000 Facebook friends right now and to be able to do live streams and, and have them visit your timeline all the time but you're not doing it, right? And you're complaining about, hey, I don't have enough appointments or I don't have enough leads or I don't, I don't have enough – I don't have anyone to close, right? So, so I love what you're doing, man. That's freaking awesome. So how, how many current customers do you have with what you're working on? Uh, so we sold 4,000 uh, products last year, and uh, it's like 4,100. And we scratched them all in December because I'm an entrepreneur. That's what we do. We screw shit up once it's going well. And uh, – <laughs> And so we, we, what we got is we got to a, a tipping point where we had too much. Colton, we, yeah. we had 13 different products, and what was happening was people were showing up going, dude, I want to buy them all, and I'm not sure which one to start with, and I know if I get on the phone with Ryan or one of his people, they're going to sell me all of them, so I'm not buying anything. And so people yeah. went into paralysis by analysis. So what I did was I consolidated all of it in December, and we just launched December 14th, so it hadn't even been a whole month and said, here, now you can have access to all my stuff for one low monthly fee, plus there's other club benefits of being a part of what we call the entourage. And uh, within the last month, so it's a, the 14th, it'll be a full month, so we're almost there, uh, we put 204 people into the system so far, and then I have 78 people that are on my $2,500 a month retainer. So, uh, so starting you, all you, over. Before, were you selling products like you buy it once sort of thing, and now you're yes. selling memberships? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. We, we were okay. selling our Break Free Academy Digital. Uh, that was the name of the main product that we sold, the one that we sold the most of. Uh, I was yeah. actually at a dude named Frank Kern's house about three months ago and uh, hanging out, masterminding, whatever, at his personal house. And he, he asked me to start looking at certain numbers in, the, in, in our accounting department. And... Uh, turns out like we had 13 products, but one of them was like 90% of our sales. And it was a $2,000 product called Break Free Academy Digital. And not everybody has $2,000, right? Like in real estate, it's yep. pretty damn easy. You go make one sale, you got two grand pretty easy, right? But for yep. other people that sell some other stuff, two grand can be a lot of money. And so, yep. uh, and so what I started doing is I said, well, hey, let's, make the, let's lower the barrier of entry 
but let's continue to create the content and just make it 300 bucks a month. Because let's yeah. say somebody pays $2,000 one time, that's yeah. cool. But what if I could keep somebody at $300 a month for three years on there? Um, we're going to totally. deliver the content. There's really no reason to leave. So then I've, I'm making more money. They're happier, and they get the engagement. Yep. And it wasn't just a one-and-done thing. So we just made the, the switch over. And we, we, like I said, we've got 203 people in the program in less than a month. So we should have somewhere around 2,500 to 3,000 people by the end of the year. You know, by my math, I think that's an $8 million uh, operation that we'll have set up. And we've done it before. You know, last year we, uh, we did multiple millions of dollars in sales last year as well. So it's just a matter of getting those people now from, you know, the one-off, hey, you bought the stuff one time and now you're gone with no help into yep. this whole club thing that we got going now. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I've been trying to, to at least share with my message. So I've got a simple message, Ryan. I don't know if you've seen me on Facebook or, you, or if you know much about it. My mission is simple. Create massive value for people. Empower them to take massive action. Invite them to share the same with others, right? The biggest challenge that I see in, in, in the world is, is we have an education problem. You're not taught in school how to, how, to, how to eat right. You're not taught in school how to run your finances, how to make money. Or you're taught how to work for others and pretty much be a slave and, and give all your money away. Right, and and so we have this education problem, and yet now there's all this information out here, and it's like, okay, which one's going to really deliver? Which one's not going to deliver? Right, that's that's what we're seeing in this information digital world. H- how do you differentiate yourself from all the information out there, and and then you know also do it with a way that hey, these guys know you're going to deliver. Like, what what's your secret sauce compared to what everyone else is just throwing crap out there? Well, a I. Uh I'm the ultimate pattern interrupt, man. You think about it. There is nobody else on – we're all unique, special, whatever, right? We're all a little bit snowflake, yep. but there is nobody like me. I mean, I, I was adopted. I've been to prison twice. I lost my license. It's not like I was some, like, washed-up sales dude that's like, man, I can't do this anymore. I need to get into sales training. Like, they stripped my license from me, and I was one of the top dudes in the country because I was a felon. And uh, so I have a, a unique story where I was kind of forced into this, and I decided that I wanted to become the best and to embrace this. And the way that I have been able to position myself as the ultimate pattern interrupt is not only am I this dude that's not wearing a suit, that has tattoos, that, that cusses all the time, that talks about getting high and, and doesn't, you know, makes jokes about hookers and blow and all the like, funny sales stuff that we do, whereas the other people are scared of that, which on one hand turns a lot of people off. I get it. I'm not trying to work with them yeah. anyway. If you don't have a sense of humor, I'd rather not work with you anyhow. But sure. it turns them off. But on the second hand, on the, the people that work with me, it makes them make that decision like Ryan's my guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I've taken at this point, you, you think we did 4,100 people we helped, we sell products to last year. 4,100 people this year so far, if you count my book sales, we've already sold more than that because I've already given away we have a free plus shipping offer on my book, and I've already given away uh, 3,200 copies this year, just in like less than two weeks. And uh, so like we're, we're like totally killing it. And the, the thing is we have a ton of, a ton of clients, a ton of people that have bought our, pro- uh, our products, but if you look online, there is not one single bad review about me. And it's not because i got good SEO guys or because I might, ha- might or may or may not have my prison friends threaten to beat you up if you try to say something bad about us. But it is the fact that I, I deliver. I have always done exactly what I said I'm going to do. If I take somebody on as a client and we make them and we say, hey, here's the results that we're going to get for you, that's what we do. And uh, I don't let them fail either. You know, because like, what are you, you're going to come to me and you're going to come to some kind of excuse to why the things didn't work and I'm pointing to 3,000 other people that work for and then how maybe you're just a sissy and need to get back to work. It's, it's, it's like there's, there's no excuses when it comes to that. So that's what's differentiated me is they've been like, hey, man, this guy's straight up. He works with alphas. He's worked with thousands upon thousands of people and nobody's bitching. Yes, there's a lot of people that say he's a douchebag. There's a lot of people that say he's unprofessional and he cusses and he gets high and he goes out drinking and all those other things. But none of those people are his clients, and his clients seem to love them. And you, you can't get that. And the thing is, it's because I've always delivered. Man, I'm responsible for helping five people go from a six-figure-a-year income, like $100,000, $200,000, to a seven-figure-a-year income. There is nothing you could say about me to those people that would make them change their mind about who I am as a person and how I've helped them. That's a bond that will never be broken. And I've delivered that to a lot of people that I've taken from 100 to 
to 200 or 300 or half a million dollars a year, I've changed all those people's lives. So, that, you know, it, it's when you're, when I see the results of that, I have the confidence. And when, and then the marketplace that knows me, anytime they go looking for anything, they see that I'm on Forbes and I'm on Huffington Post and I've got all these great testimonials from people. You just can't deny me. You know, I, I'm at that typical pivotal point right now to where you can't deny that, that I know my shit, I'm different than everybody else, and I'm on to something because it's working for everybody that's doing it. So it sounds, I love that story, man. So it sounds like you, you're just being authentic Ryan Stuman, take it or leave it, like it or, or hate it, love it or, or hate it, right? And, and, and then you get, you're just genuinely helping people better their financial outlook. In a nutshell, that's what you're doing, A to Z, right? That's it, man. I figured so, that money fixes everything, Colton. You know what? Like if you get you, if money fixes almost everything. They say, well, money's not the you know money's not the most important thing. I think it is, man. And we say you know religious people say they're God, then family, then money. And I'm going to say something that's totally contradictory. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. Maybe your audience hates me because this this is how I feel. I believe if you just take care of money, everything else can be taken care of. Um, and the reason why I say that is money can buy you anything. It can buy you time. It can buy you leverage. It can buy you an education. It can buy you an investment to where you can make more money. It can buy you a better relationship because I guarantee you, your wife respects you, your wife loves you, and your wife enjoys a vacation at the Ritz a whole hell of a lot better than some Airbnb hostel somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Like It enhances yeah. every area of your life. Now, do some people let it make the, make, get the best of them and turn them into a bad person and they become a an awful, rich, greedy person, yes. But the majority of people, when you give them more money, if they're good people, they'll do good with it. Jim Prince, the guy I was talking about uh, that come from his parents, you know, they lived under a bridge and stuff when he was a kid. He's a, he's a person now that's successful, making a ton of money, and it's only, it's only been able to do more good with that money. And if he hadn't have been able to do that, if he hadn't have been able to make that money, he couldn't have solved all these other problems, helping you know, underprivileged kids, having the ability to leave his job during the day to go coach football after work. Money solved all those problems. Without money, he wouldn't be able to do that stuff. So, and so, so, so I believe that oxygen. if you'll take care of the money, everything else. Yeah, exactly, next to oxygen. But I believe if you take care of the money, you can take care of everything else. Hey, even when it comes to religion, the church needs 10% of your money to keep the lights on. Yeah, to take care yep. of money to be able to even take care of God, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I think the message I get from you when you say that is, is message isn't the answer to everything, but you learn to manage it, and it's the answer to everything. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that there's yep. someone yep. coming on here. You know, Ryan Stuman just said that money is more important than God, right? The Bible says the, the love of money is the root of all evil, right? People are going to complain about that. You just basically say, man, you learn how to manage your money. You, you learn how to grow your income. And you said it earlier, bulletproof your business, which you've done with a residual income. This is why I talk all the time, guys, with winning the online game. That's why I have that membership site. So you, get, you can create that bulletproof business, right? You've got a bulletproof business. People pay you every single month. Everyone, not everyone's going to cancel at once, right? So you might lose customers and gain customers, but you're going to always have that cash flow coming in, and you can focus on living life on your terms, right? Not giving a fuck what other people People say, do, hear, think, and, and, and yet you're serving people. You're creating value. Right now, all of a sudden, you're taking people from six figures to seven figures. You know, most sales trainers and coaches are talking, hey, let's get you to six figures. And you're saying, hey, no, let's get you to seven figures. Right? I, I, that's awesome, man. So what, what's the ultimate goal? What drives you, man? Is, is it the money that drives you? Is it the success? Is it just purely helping people? What is it? That's a good question. I want to say this, though, first. The Bible does that. I've read the Bible. I'm not a Christian. I'm not Jewish. I know Stuman. Some people think I'm Jewish. I'm not, I'm not anything, man. I'm not, I'm not atheist, but I am not religious whatsoever, right? I'm just like I don't claim Democrat or Republican. I don't claim blood for any religion. <laughs> However, I am learned in the ways of the world, right? And uh, yep. I, being a person, I was locked up in prison. I've read the, you know, just about every religious book there is. I've read the Bible several times. And in the Bible, it does say the love of money is the root of all evil, right? However... I never said that I love money, but I know this, the respect of money is the root of all greatness. If you respect money, 
then you can create greatness. Like I said, you can give back to your church. Right now, we're creating the Break Free uh, Foundation. So Break Free Academy is named my company. We created a 501c3 called the Break Free Foundation, where we're, as far as I know, I'm the only sales trainer. I'm the only person ever to give a damn about the sales community enough to create a foundation to where a guy that's in a commission-only sales job comes down with cancer, he can apply with us, and we can help cover some of his medical bills until he gets back on his feet. You know, a guy that is a veteran that's wanting to get into sales that wants to go and buy your training program so he can learn how to do real estate or whatever, right? We have the ability to help these people out. That's how much I care about this community. And again, if I didn't, I don't love money, but if I didn't respect money, I wouldn't be able to do that. And uh, I don't think that that, any God, I don't think would have a problem with that. Now, the reason why I do what I do, Colton, is uh, I make more money now than I ever really prepared for. I mean... There was a, you know, when you're, when I'm coming up, and uh, I've been in my life, I've made money and lost money a few times. I've never been a millionaire before until recently, but I'm coming up and I drive through the neighborhoods that I wanted to live in, and I, I you know, the the living vision board. You know, every time I see a Ferrari, I'm like, yeah, man, that's gonna be me one of these days. I'm really willing to work for it. I'm different than everybody else. And then two years ago, that shit started happening to me, and I was actually I was bought a Maserati and. You know, I bought a you know, nice house. I lived in a penthouse for two years. My neighbor was Prince Fielder for two and a half years, the high, highest paid dude in Major League Baseball at the time <clears throat> when we were neighbors. I lived in the nicest building in Dallas, in the nicest unit. Like, I had all these things, and then I thought, well, dude, I'm out of things to do at this point. <laughs> I, I'm from, like, you know, I'm from humble beginnings like most salespeople. It's like, hey, I'm out of shit to spend my money on. And, and I realized a couple of years ago that it wasn't really about the money for me. That's why I did this and was broke for three years. You know, but your first years, nobody talks about me from 2012 to 2015 where I was starving to death, hustling my every rent payment and doing everything I had to do to make, make ends meet while I was proving my weight. You know, those 4,000 clients didn't just show up and go, we've been waiting for you to teach this course. Thanks, dude. Like, that's not how it happened, right? And so, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I made when I was coming up, people miss that. But when I got to the point to where I started making some serious money, I obviously in the beginning rewarded myself like anybody else would do for, you know, three years of suffering. Now the stuff's starting to break through, but now it's about making a difference. You see, I know I have an important message. I know that the universe wired me with a DNA code to be able to share things to, through a unique perspective that only, that only a few people can be touched with the perspective that I have. There's Greg Cardone, you mentioned him. He's got a million uh, and something fans out there on Facebook. His message is pretty plain Jane and, and appealing to, to a lot of people. Meanwhile, I'm over here saying if you're not making 100 grand in sales, you need to go fucking work in HR. That's not necessarily appealing to everybody. And so it's a different message. However, the people that it is appealing to are a very small fraction that are unserved in a very small percentage that are unserved in the marketplace. And I feel like that there's really more of those people that are hiding behind these masks. And it's my job to be able to show them that if your parents screwed you over when you were young, man, it's time to get over it. If you've got a felony on your background, it's time to get over it, man. If your girlfriend broke your heart, it's time to get over it. If you've gone through a divorce before, it's time to get over it. If you've got like whatever, you went through the recession, you lost your money, your business partner ripped you off, whatever excuse you have, I've overcome it. Let me show you how I've done that. And I know there's so many people, not just salespeople, but there's so many people out there that are carrying baggage that if they just let the damn bag go, nobody else would pick it up either. Just like you walking at the airport and you drop your luggage and you don't pick it up, nobody picks it up. It just stays there. Yeah. So just let the bullshit float away and, and, and just be who you really are. So you just said some cool things I just want to point out. Number one is the respect of money is the root of all greatness, right? So I love that. The respect of money is the root of all greatness. Okay? And then and, and what you're doing is identifying these guys, these gals, whatever, and, and helping them drop the bag of bullshit. Leave it behind, right? And, and what do you say this, this bullshit's doing? Is it's dragging them down? It's holding them back with, with fear, with hate, with, with, with all the negative energy? So what's the solution to, to get to drop the bag? What, can you, what, what advice could you give to people? Well, you know, we, we all – I have people come to me every day and they're making good money, they've got a beautiful, significant other in their life that supports them, and they're unhappy about some shit that happened five years ago that they can't seem to get over. It reminds me of a, a, a story, right? Like, we, we tend to care about the wrong shit. 
And that's, that's like yeah. my job is to point out, like, why do you care about that, right? Like, what, yep. what does that even matter? Get past that, and that thing is keeping you from getting the 15 things you do care about. But, yep. like, for example, there's a story about a dude in a band that go to New York. They're from L.A. They go to New York. They get a record contract with, like, the biggest capital record or whatever it is that's in New York. And they finally sign, like, this big, and they're going to be, like, the first heavy metal band ever to have, like, a contract like this. Well, they sign the contract – they go out and party that night. Some words were exchanged between the lead singer and the guitarist. The next day they wake up and the other three band members are standing over the guitarist that's sleeping on the couch and they say, you're fired, dude. You're not a part of our band. Here's a, here's a bus ticket. Get out of our hotel room. And yeah. they kick that dude out. Dude gets on the bus from New York, rides it to L.A., didn't even have money for a plane ticket. They, like, totally left him out to dry. Halfway through that bus trip from New York to L.A., he decides that he's going to become the biggest rock star on the planet and that he's, like, he's going to sell out stadiums, he's going to have platinum albums, and he's going to teach those other three band members a lesson. That person arrived in L.A., almost immediately got his own record contract, sold out the biggest stadiums that you can play in in America, has five multiple platinum CDs, and still his entire life hated himself, and even said recently in an uh, interview as, as short as like six months ago about how he hates himself and he still regrets that night that he spent in New York because that guy is Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, and the band that kicked him out is Metallica. And so this guy, he had a fulfilling life. Dave Mustaine sold out Cowboy Stadium with Megadeth. They were, one of the, they were the second biggest metal band of all time. Problem is he was kicked out of the first one, but he could never enjoy making millions of dollars doing exactly what he was put here on this earth to do, which is wail a guitar and sing. And he never got to enjoy that because he gave a fuck about some other dudes that kicked him out. And he probably ended up making more money than Metallica because he didn't have to split the shit four ways because he owned Megadeth so that it didn't happen to him again. Oh, but a lot man, of people are yeah. like that. They have this awesome life going for them, but they don't enjoy it because some bullshit from their past is getting in their way and then that's actually keeping them from enjoying the now and it's keeping them from advancing to where they want to go in the future have, have you read the book the untethered soul you ever heard of that book uh no sir i haven't so it kind of it's a book one of the books i've actually been reading recently and it talks about this like uh, that particular guitarist right this whole time he's got an amazing life but he's got this conversation going on inside of his head about metallica Right, and so yep. so instead of being in his badass life, he's in his head the whole time. How many how many people are doing that right now? Right at dinner table with their kids, maybe making multiple six figures, and and, and instead of being there at dinner, they're in their head. Right. I got a, here's a question for you. What are you most proud of in your life? Man, I am most proud of the fact that I am the dad that I never had. Man, I got three boys, five four and zero and uh my i I, i'm adopted my real dad bailed on me when and my mom when i was about six years old and uh, my mom remarried and my real dad owed a bunch of child support stepdad stepped in adopted me the courts dropped his back child support so that he didn't have warrants for his arrest then i didn't see him for another 11 or 12 years and uh and so, and my stepdad was real mean, abusive. Hell, half the reason I went to prison was, was his fault. It was his shit that I went to prison for. And uh, he wasn't man enough to claim it himself, and it led to some bad blood there in the family. But, like, what I'm getting at is I didn't have a good example of a dad when I was growing up, but I am the best example that I could possibly imagine being as a dad for my guys. I don't miss soccer games. I don't miss karate appointments. I, I make sure they have the finest education. I pay above and beyond to make sure that the, the right people handle them and, and teach them they're very responsible. And, you know, all this money shit could go out the window. I've had money, lost money before. You know, I've been – I went to prison in 2008. I walked into prison with, like, a little over half a million cash. And within two months, my wife divorced me, took everything. I walked out of prison with less than $500 and no job with a felony in a, in a time where I worked in the mortgage business where it was failing. So I've lost, I've had shit and lost it before. I'm not scared to lose it again. I've been to rock bottom. I know I'm not going back to prison again. But the one thing that I'll never lose touch of is being the, the dad. Even if I become some washed up dude that never makes another dollar in my life, which will never fucking happen, by the way. But in the event that that did happen, 
I'll still be respected by my boys and I'll still do everything in my power to let them have the amazing life that they deserve because I want to be the dad that I never had. Oh, I love that, man. I got two little girls myself, uh, myself and uh, like it's your world changed. At least for me, my, my world literally changed the day that, not even when I found out I was going to be a dad. It's once I actually met that soul, that whatever, I don't know where the fuck they come from, right, that they, they come here. There's just something about kids. What, 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 what do you wish people knew about you? Um, you know, what I really wish is, <laughs> I kind of hate revealing my secret, but I'm really not an asshole. It's just kind of a front to keep the tire tickers away from me. I'm in a business where a lot of people waste your time. You know, hey, man, how do I do this? Oh, you know, I sell a program that does this. Yeah, but I'm special, and I want to know how to get it for free. And then they, they'll waste your time. So I've, I've put up this, like, you know, asshole facade so that people don't reach out to me because they're worried that I may say something messed up to them. And I've done that intentionally because I, I, I don't <laughs> – I don't want to be everybody's leaning post, and, and these days we're really accessible on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and email and everything else. It's not hard to find people, and so I put that, that blockade up, but I really am a nice guy, man, and the people that, that come to my events, my clients and stuff like that, they'll tell you I got the, the biggest heart out of anybody, but a lot of folks, the stereotype with me is I'm a, I am a, an, an asshole, and I, I can't be. Shit, I'm human. Uh, but for the most part, like I said, I have a, a big heart, and it's really a, a, a facade to keep the what we call kangaroos from bouncing in and out of my life. So, so here, here's a question: what's what's the one thing, like the one thing you got to do before you die? Um, I don't know, man. Like if you if you did know. know, like if 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 you did know, what would it be? Like, you know, all these people, they, they have these things. And here's what, how where should I come from, man? Like, I, I don't know how long until I die. Like, I had a good friend of mine, 39 years old, make a million and a half a year, right, driving the Ferrari, the Porsche, the nice hill, house on the hill, dies at 39, right? Diagnosed in February, July 10th, he's dead, stomach cancer, right? And, and, and before that time happens, you know where it is. There's not one thing that you've got to do before you die, before you, you leave this physical world. Man, you know, uh, I'm sure it would be something to do with travel. But, man, I tell you this, if uh, that could happen to anybody, man, that's scary. Just thinking totally. about that. You know, that dude's my age, you know. Yep. And uh, I've lost a lot of friends uh, in the last few years. One of my first clients, a guy named Chris Roberts, uh, he passed away last year. Walked home from the office, told his wife, honey, I'm home, hug her, flopped out dead. Uh, no, no hospital, no nothing, just had a heart attack and died, man. And he was my age too. So, I mean, we're, we're at that age. So it's scary. You know, if somebody told me in February that I was going to die in July, I would imagine that maybe I'd go on a little vacation for a week or so, but I would try to work 10 times harder than I am right now to make sure my kids were set up correctly and to make sure that I left an impact that would leave me in legendary status in the marketplace. Um, I would want to leave as much content. I would probably turn my shit to where it's free. I would probably set up a foundation to pay my stuff. Like I would still make sure that the hood, we call the sales community the hood, I would still make sure that they're taken care of with everything that I could do while I'm here. I really do care about our market that much. And, you know, um, the good news is if that did happen to me, we live in a time to where we, we YouTube, all that stuff. Imagine if you could go back and look at your great-grandfather's YouTube account. I, yeah. I don't even get to meet my great-grandfather. He was dead before I was even born, but I couldn't imagine going back and reading his blog. How cool would that be? At least, at least if that's the case now, you kind of owe it to your family to, you know, you have a podcast. Your kids are going to be if something happened to you. Your little girls can come back and listen to how smart you were and the cool people that are really handsome like myself that come on your podcast talk to you about, you know. So uh, you, you, you have that legacy out there. A lot of you listen to this. You don't do shit. You, you haven't left a legacy anywhere. You're not, you're not making videos. And so you're going to be just like my great-grandfather, except for you had the opportunity to help the future generations. Like what if you had something that you were supposed to say on video to future generations, but you never did it. So I think, that, like I said, I would just make sure I left that legacy out there. That's probably – I've asked that question of thousands of people. 
because it intrigues me, right? Like, I, I don't know when I'm going to die. And, and I think so many people, in my perception, I've done this in my experience, where I just take waking up and breathing for granted. You know, I got one of the guys in our, our mastermind, Real Estate Hustlers Mastermind. In October, he goes to bed with his wife. He wakes up the next day, and she doesn't wake up, right? She's dead, right? And then you just don't know when that's going to happen. And all you're saying is, hey, I would just increase the amount of people I'm serving. That's, that was your, your answer, right? I love it, man. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, so one last question, then we'll wrap it off because I know that um, you got other stuff to do today. But how do you get away with charging? And, and I, I mean, I can see the value already, but how do you get away with charging $5,000 for a person to show up to an event? And what does that event look like? Uh, good, good question, man. I'm a big believer in getting paid what you're worth. And uh, <clears throat> I have yet to have anybody – this is the, my 20th event uh, – I have yet to have anybody – uh, tell me that it's not worth it or not worth at least 10 times that. And it works like this. I have systemized the whole process no matter what you sell. But if you show up Thursday here, you pay five grand, day one I teach you this whole system. I like Basically, I, I, I wake you, which I've given you all a little bit of today, but I wake you to how things are, work. Because once you're aware of stuff and you start doing things intentional, it's pretty easy to pick up dollars. And uh, a lot of people, like, for example, they get on Facebook and they're like, oh, laddie dog, checking in here at the office, you know, maybe look at me. There's an intentional way of doing things. And once you start, we, we say in <laughs> Break Free Academy, like, we do wolf shit, right? The rest of the world's asleep, they're sheep, we do wolf shit. And the thing is with Break Free Academy, they come with nothing, and day one, I explain this whole process, and it's very interactive. I have my whole team there, so there's 10 people there helping them too. So if you have a question, you raise your hand. One of my team members comes over and helps you. Then there's homework that night. Day two, what happens is we have the live event, and they go through the day two stuff. They go through the day one stuff. Then at day two, they do everything they learned in day one. So it's not just one of those seminars where you show up and we're like, here's what you got to do. You got to make a bunch of calls. You got to talk to a bunch of people. You got to put your banker's pants on and go make some dough, right? It's like that's not, it's not a motivational seminar. It's like, okay, here's the first thing. First thing is here's how the funnel works. Here's the structure you need to set up. Here's the process to write a headline. Here's where you post it. Here's where you put ads. They come back on day two. It's like, okay, now that you've made all this stuff, let's run an ad. And most of the people that attend the event already get leads before they leave. That's like been our whole motto. It's like come with nothing, leave with leads. And so if you sell real estate and average house in your area is a quarter million dollars, and out of a quarter million dollars you make, let's say, 7500 bucks commission, let's say you make 5000 you come to that event, and over the course of the, your, uh, the next month, two months, if I get you one deal, if what you learn from me closes one deal, it pays for itself. But what if it closes one deal a week? What if you get really good at it and it closes one deal a day? So you got guys that do 70 loans a month in the mortgage world from our stuff. i got guys that do 100 loans a month from our mortgage stuff. Uh, I've got real estate agents that do 30 deals a month and up 50 million, 60, 80 million a year. And so it, it's, it's all about the value that you get. It, it's not a come and get, let's get pumped up and sell you a bunch of software. There's nothing else for sale there. It's 100% content, 100% value. You came there, you leave with what you expected. You leave with a working website with assets. I mean, think about it. You go buy a website today or a funnel today, and it's six to ten grand. You, you've made your own. Uh, this is just as good. It's the same thing that you're going to pay six to ten grand for anyway, and you've made your own through that event, and you've learned how to market it, and you have the thing already working for you. I mean, it's, it's really worth a lot more than the, the five grand. But the problem is it's hard to explain. <laughs> you know, these days I'm getting a little bit better at it, but it's not the easiest. It goes like, hey, man, look, give me five grand. I'm going to make you rich. <laughs> that's the ultimate thing that's going to happen if you do the work. But it is a matter of our system and putting in place. It's almost impossible not to get your money back. The number one way not to get your money back uh, through going through our event is to just not do it, right? That would be the only way. And, and even, even then, you're probably going to pick up referrals from other members of the group anyway because that's just how it works. So, so Break Free Academy – and I know you talk a lot about respecting money, earning money, increasing that. Does a guy have to or a gal have to make a lot of money to be free? Uh, well, that's a good question too. 
I am debt-free. I don't owe shit to anybody. I mean, I have little bills like everybody else. You can pay your electricity, and I got a mortgage on my house for tax purposes, small one, and uh, I lease my car through the company. Other than that, I got no credit card debts, no student loans. I don't owe the bank a bunch of money or anything like that, no business loans, and I'm free. If all this shit goes out the window tomorrow, uh, nothing I have couldn't be covered with $3,000 a month. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, <laughs> I can get a minimum wage job, and I'm still covered. And I believe that has allowed me to be free. But I've got a guy that works for me who makes a, I'd say, 90 grand a year. He has no debt, no car payment, owns the condo that he lives in, no credit cards, no student loan debts or whatever. And I'd say he's about the freest person I ever met. No kids, no wife, <laughs> no, no nothing to tie him. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And he does a great job for me. Uh, I just, you know, last week we took off and went surfing together in Puerto Rico. And he's able to just like, I believe that that's, that's true freedom. I think that you don't have to necessarily make a lot of money to be free, but you have to make, you have to have no debt and some money to be free. Yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, I 100% want to say thank you, Ryan, for coming on today. I know you're a busy guy. Appreciate you. Anything you want to want to say to any of the listeners out there or any invitations for them or uh, way to connect with you want to share out there one more time? Yeah, go grab a copy of my book. It's free. Uh, it's like you've got to pay seven bucks for stamps. That's just how it goes. I can't <laughs> – well, you want me to read it to you too? Just go out to elevatortothetop.com. <laughs> And, uh, look, I'll give you the book. I've already paid. I've, I've printed 5,000 copies. We've already sold a little over 3,000, uh, given away already over 3,000. So I'll, I'll give you the book. You just got to pay the 7 bucks for stamps and packages, and I'll send you a little surprise in the, the package with it as well. Just go to elevatortothetop.com. And, uh, then, dude, after you get it, uh, the book, read it, of course, because, like, don't be that guy. But after you read the book, uh, send me a message with you and a picture on the Hardcore Closer Facebook fan page, and I'll uh, I'll work it into the system and post the picture of you with the book. Give you a little shout out. Awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. If you guys want to connect with him, go to hardcorecloser.com. He's got an awesome Facebook group. Tell me the name of your Facebook group. Sell, sales Talk for Sales Pros, right? That's it. Sales Talk with Sales Pros. We are, uh, I think, we're the biggest sales group on Facebook, man. If we're not, we're uh, we're definitely up there. And it's real. It's not a bunch of like five or fake accounts that somebody added to their group to look cool. Like we have 45,000 real people. Matter of fact, we block like 5,000 people from that group because we don't want MLMers and spam and biz op people in there uh, doing all that crap. But dude, it's a, uh, a great group. I don't think you'll find a better resource on Facebook for sales outside of that group. It's just like anything else. You know, there's 10%, you know, hookers and blow and, and memes and shit like that. But there's really a lot of good value in there too. So Awesome, man. So check it out, guys. Appreciate you guys listening to another Winning Series interview, and we'll see you on the next one. Hey, everyone. Did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible and the invisible into visible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner circle. We'll see you there.